Welcome to the latest episode of The Quiet Cast. My name is Maureen Antunes, Editor-in-Chief of Quiet Earth. Today, I'm very excited to have for you an interview I did during the Whistler Film Festival with a producer and writer, Kevin Lee. Uh, Kevin is the man behind World of Darkness, the documentary about the game World of Darkness, which uh, is probably one of my discoveries of the year. Not only was I so thrilled to discover that the documentary existed, uh, the fact that it's actually really good was a nice bonus, and I was super excited to have a chance to speak with Kevin about the process of bringing this documentary to life, which is really a must-see for anyone that uh, has ever played any of the White Wolf games or is vaguely curious about them, or even if you're just into pop culture and like the idea of werewolves and vampires, this is certainly something that you're going to find of interest. Um, So here it is, my discussion with Kevin Lee, the writer and producer of World of Darkness. This isn't the first documentary on gaming in general that you've made. You made another documentary last year, Gaming the Real World. I'm wondering how you got yeah. into this idea and into the, like, I guess, making documentaries about gaming. Like, what's your interest in that? Well, I mean, if you think about gaming as a, as a more than a form of entertainment, but as a phenomenon on what gaming has, has how it has developed from of a geeky thing to actually now well in that first documentary about you know helping to actually plan and make cities I mean gaming and, and also the gamification of education the gamification of business that's going on around the world and how we're trying to get people more engaged in uh, in something gamification is kind of a, a broad um, phenomenon that's been applied to to, to those kind of things. So yeah, I think that the, I'm not a gamer at all, but I think the, the interest is really about more um, the social impact of gaming and uh, how we spend our time, how we, we used to use gaming as sort of a form, what we still do, as a form of escapism, if you like, to create our own little worlds and, and how that's, so the first documentary was really about how that's changing or how it can be applied for other for other things. And, you know, also the internet and how people are all hooked up and how you don't need to be in the same room anymore to play against someone. You don't need to be in the same room anymore to run a project. Um, so that was really the interest around that. And, and in that first documentary, it was also about uh, public space and, you know, uh, the idea that um, public space is kind of the last frontier of democracy where uh, if you think about services on the internet, I can choose whatever I like, what film I want to watch, what product I want to buy, what entertainment I want to entertain myself with, but I, can't, I still can't decide how my city looks or how my public space looks. It's not... It's not open like everything else is. And that's where the first idea came from, that uh, how gaming can change that, this sort of idea of democracy and collaboration. So that's how it all started. And then, uh, then of course, um, I looked at the uh, world's darkness after that, and uh, I sort of got more into that. It was, it was basically because in the first film, uh, Paradox Interactive, which is a Swedish gaming company, um, was involved in that first documentary because they had a, um, a game called Cities and Skylines, which is a collaborative city-building game. And uh, and then Paradox Interactive bought White Wolf, 
And I thought, oh, what's that? And then I looked into it and I had this kind of idea uh, to figure out what this was, this phenomenon. And the, the sort of the more I looked at it, the deeper I, I realized that this was something I had no clue about, but something that had touched, you know, fans, um, uh, entertainment has been a very sort of like big influence on pop culture, etc., uh, etc. Et so I wanted to do something about that. That's how it all started. Yeah, because I thought it was really interesting because I'd read somewhere that you weren't aware of World of Darkness before you signed on to the project. Uh-huh. And I was kind of curious about, like, you've sort of explained it already, how you sort of came to know about the game. But I, I'm wondering, in preparation for actually doing the documentary, how much research and planning went into um, sort of trying to shape what the documentary would say? Or did that sort of come naturally from your interviews and the research that you did? No, I, I did a lot of pre-work. I mean, I first of all, I, I had to ask White Wolf. Uh, well, I wanted to do this, so I, I needed access to them. I needed access to the, to the founders. I needed access to... Um, the sort of fan the fan base as well to find out uh, more about whether this is an interesting story what kind of story would it be uh, th- th- there are many ways it could have, it could have gone I I mean just off the side I've just cut the TV version of this and we've taken a lot of the uh, white wolf stuff out uh, mm. in the TV version and made it more about uh, the phenomenon of vampire, the phenomenon of world of darkness and how it affected culture and fans and, and the founders, the people who, how it changed their lives, how it formed their careers and formed what they did. So we, so I mean, in the beginning, it was a lot of that, what kind of story do we want to tell? Um, I was, in, I mean, there's one aspect with Mark Ryan Hagen, which I, uh, who I met and, um, I, uh, he's a very odd character, but at the same time, he's kind of like this, um, what I would call tragic genius, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, the first idea I had with it was that we were going to make this film into um, about these people who are a little bit odd. Who are li- these guys who started this were a little bit sort of odd and off center a little bit and sort of created a place that where they felt like they were at the center and it was more about that kind of idea mm-hmm. and then but then as, as we got as we got more into it we discussed it as a team about maybe this story is about you know the effect that these people had this this little band of people had had, had on millions of fans around the world and also the entertainment industry because I wanted to get that across as well. It's not relatively known, but uh, it's like, you know, I sort of made it as if, you know, you hear these great rock songs, but you don't understand that they've been ripped off or riff has been ripped off by some garage band somewhere who's struggling, but they're the, they're the real creators. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted I wanted to make it a little bit, I wanted to put a torch onto that a little bit, that... Um, so it was, it was a lot of ideas going on in my head. And then, you know, there's 25 years of history here that I had to sort of condense down into a feature length as well. So it was very difficult to, well, a, lot, a lot of things happened. There was a lot of things that we didn't put in there, like uh, there was a lawsuit and uh, 
the fan base completely went away. And, I mean, there's a lot of things. So it was, you know, as always when you make a movie, you have to make decisions on how do you tell this story. And also, I mean, one of the things that, that influenced me was um, I wanted, I actually wanted this to be for a broader audience than just the fans. I wanted it to be something where people who weren't into World of Darkness but maybe had seen a True Blood or something and thought, oh, I didn't know that. I thought, that's pretty interesting. Um, so I wanted to make it a little bit broader than just, just for the fans as well and just like a, a like if you were a World of Darkness nerd. So that's, that's how it all well, you, you sort of crammed a lot of information into that short explanation, and you covered a lot of the stuff that I kind of wanted to touch on. And one of the things was the fact that you managed to get all of the creators on board to talk. Because I know that um, Mark has sort of been... Uh, shot, he sort of been shunned from uh, White Wolf. And it, it, that the fact that you managed to get everybody sort of on the same screen, even if not in the same room, I thought was really impressive. And, you know, you, I think you really get at um, the the fact that, you know, you, your idea about how these sort of outsiders created this thing for them to feel uh, sort of included. And that's sort of how everybody else that was sort of involved with World of Darkness over the years. That's how they've all felt too, and you bring that across really beautifully in the documentary, where this sort of beca- this sort of turned into this thing that you know these three guys created for well, this one guy created for you know the, basically him and his friends, and it just happened to tap into what everybody else was or what a large part of the population was looking for as well. Um, and I think you yeah. did do that really well because and I, one of the things that I really like about the doc is that it does sort of offer something for everyone. If you're a hardcore there's some cool little tidbits in there. And then if you don't know anything about it, because I watched it with my husband who has no idea. Um, and he was like, wow, this is so fascinating. I had no idea that this even existed. So I, I think that you certainly managed to that, to find that balance really well. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm curious about how long was that research period and that pre-production of just trying to figure out, you know, lining up all these interviews and then you're traveling around and sort of trying to piece together this story before you even go into editing. Like, how long was that process? We edited for around about 12 weeks uh, and we had the first screening in uh, Berlin for, uh, for an internal White Wolf audience in May this year. So I'd say we started, uh, let me think, let me think back now. We started being very much April, May. Yeah, so I would say we started in around about mid-February with the, with the edit. So I would say that the whole process of uh, starting to write the synopsis and the story outline uh, and then filming was around about a year, I guess. It took us a year to do it. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> there is a yeah. lot of material in there. Well, I mean, you know, we were lucky because um, White Wolf had organized a uh, anniversary, 25th anniversary, I believe it was, for Vampire the Masquerade. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was set in New Orleans. So we jumped on that. And they had invited, well, it was like this, so they invited some people, and then as part of my production budget, I said, invite these other people, because I'm going to be there, and it will be really interesting for them to be there as well. 
So we got, we sort of had to uh, sell the idea to Mark, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he didn't want to come. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I spent quite a bit of time with Mark, uh, interviewing him. And, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to do with this documentary also was that I wanted to have enough material afterwards to do a documentary just about Mark. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, he lives in Georgia, right, in uh, the old Soviet Union. And uh, and my idea, first of all, was to go there and interview him there in his new, ha- new home habitat. He's, he's lived there for a long time now, but he's quite, he's quite well known. He's well, well known to the Georgian government. So my idea was to spend enough time with him and dig, dig deep into this guy um, to, you know, I spent hours with him, hours, and, uh, and find out more about him and um, and so I have I have material over I have lo- loads of material over that I'm thinking will I do this other documentary or not uh, at the moment at the moment I'm a bit world of darkness out I'm <laughs> feeling a little bit like you know, I'm going to take a break for a little while and uh, you know uh, I didn't go to Whistler but we're, we we have our opening in London so uh, so there's a few film festivals uh, Spain has one broadcaster in Spain has just done a deal with us, and there's a lot of people who want to know. And and I, um, so I'm I'm saving that maybe until next year sometime when I might sit down and go through the material and create maybe a mini documentary about Mark and see what see what comes out of it. Because I think he's a fascinating guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I would assume you'd have to be to create this entire world. Um, and to just keep creating. I mean, this isn't the only thing he's done. So, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's no. fascinating that, you know, from one person, he's managed to create so many different universes. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, of course he had help. I mean, one of the, one of the sad moments of the, uh, of the whole production thing is that uh, I, I had the last interview with Stuart, uh, Stuart Wick. Mm-hmm. It was also one of the, he was the, the founder of White Wolf magazine, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he also. Had, I mean, we didn't concentrate on the other books; we just yeah. concentrated mainly on, on vampire. But yeah. I mean, this world of darkness universe. I mean, there are of course many other books in there, and mm-hmm. um, so I mean, then we were thinking. I talked to White Wolf, and I thought, you know, maybe some something about the Wick, Wick brothers because we have lots of material there as well. Mm-hmm. Spent hours with them, and. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see what what um, what time brings there. But uh, uh, he's a fascinating guy, Mark. And um, I have to say, the Wick brothers were just such nice people that um, I, I could spend days with them, yeah, just talking through stuff. And so I'm curious, what was the most interesting or surprising thing that you discovered while making the documentary? Um. Well, for me, because I didn't know anything about it, was the influence it had on uh, Hollywood and the the, the, the vampire genre. Uh, that was the most interesting thing. And you know, the more I did the research, the more I watched Blade, True Blood, the more I read the books, and I could see, I could understand what they were talking about, the people at White Wolf. I mean, there was, there was some, this, a little bit of animosity at, at White Wolf before that, you know, they, they'd never been recognized. They had the court case with the underworld people uh, and they settled out of court so they got some money and you know then the Aaron Spelling sort of mishap you could call it with Kindred uh, came in coming out and not really giving 
not really sort of making the show as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that, that was the most surprising thing that it had all these influences. And that, that's why I love it, being a writer and a director. I mean, you go and you find these worlds that you had no clue about and you realize that it's like influencing and affecting millions of people's lives. It's, in, it's uh, affecting industries and it's in, in affecting how the way the way art was, was is done and the way books are written and the, the, vamp, the, the vampire myth. And that's what I found the most fascinating, the influence that it had on how we, how we view, you know, like monster culture today, mm-hmm. you know, that we take it for granted that werewolves and vampires are in the same world. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always that way. So, um, no, that, that's, that's, that's what I um, you mentioned already that you know the film is still uh, making some um, festival appearances, and you mentioned that you've cut it oh. for TV. I'm curious, what sort of timeline are you looking at for a release in North America? Because I- I'm sure our readers and listeners would like to know that. Mm, yeah, um, I actually can't comment because we okay. uh, we deal with a distribution uh, partner called Java Films in France. And uh, they handle all the distribution. They handle all the deals. And so, you know, for me, once once I've cut the film uh, with the team, then then we hand it over. We hand it over to them, and then they do all the distribution. And then we just, you know, we and then they, they keep us informed, of course, because uh, we would love to be in, I think, loads of film festivals in the, in America and uh, have a broadcast deal and all that VOD deal, but. Um, that, I, that really has nothing to do with me after I've released the film to them. So I can't really comment on it. No problem. And then finally, what's next for you? You mentioned that you're going to take, you're hoping to take a little bit of a break from World of Darkness because you've been in this world for a while. Uh, what else do you have mm. brewing? Is there anything you can share with us? Because I've got to tell you, I'm now super, super keen. I want to know what you're working on next. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a, there's a few things. I mean, I'm in, I'm in pre-production for a number of things, a number of little TV series that I'm doing. Um, we're looking at a sequel for Gaming in the Real World awesome. uh, called Gaming in the Real Life. And that is about how games are used in other areas apart from just uh, city planning and urban urbanization. We're looking at how gaming is going to be uh, used, how it is being used in health. You know, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a phenomenon called serious games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how how that is being used? Because I think there's a like a Games for Change festival in New York that comes up uh, around Tribeca mm-hmm. that, um, that we're looking at trying to get into. But we're we're in the financing stages of that at the moment. Personally, I'm working on smaller things. I've just done a, a documentary uh, for for on design. Uh, we're looking at how we're going to distribute that. I'm really interested in design and how that is um, affecting the world as well. I, you know, my, my thing is, how, how are things affecting people? I'm really interested in people and how, uh, how you know, people with passion. The people I met at, um, at White Wolf, these founders, such passionate people that is so, um, what's the word? I, it's almost like contagious. Mm-hmm. that they really believe in something, they release it, and it affects people in the same way. And that, that comes from passion, not, not, not from just doing a job. That comes from... So that's what I'm interested in, and I'm looking for uh, stories around there. We're about to actually release 
because I'm living in Sweden, we're about to release uh, a documentary on people who moved for love. Okay. Again, passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what it's like, we follow, we're nearly finished the filming now, we follow uh, three couples, three foreigners with Swedish partners, and we look at how they adapt their life to the Swedish culture, and what is the, and we ask the question, what is the price of love? Um, do you lose yourself? Why do you lose yourself? You know, it's a re- reinvention of your own character for, for love. And this is something I'm also, I'm also interested in. It's kind of losing of yourself for somebody else or losing of yourself for a cause. Um, so that's, that's going to be released, I think, in, uh, we're about to start post-production. So that's released in around about March, April next year. Awesome. So yeah, it sounds like you're really busy. You know, we're very busy all the time. As, you know, as a filmmaker, I I have so many ideas, and as you probably know, in the filmmaking business, uh, when you when you want to produce those ideas, you have to find money. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my time is is you know knocking on doors and saying, "This is what I want to do. Do you want to do this with me?" <laughs> and a lot of the times it's a no, and some of the times it's a yes. Yeah, and uh, and um, I have the. I mean, Sweden is a small market as well. It's not the most ideal place to to be for these kind of story ideas that I have. But I mean, that's that's my situation at the moment. And um, but it's a lot. There's a lot going on, absolutely. And you know, it's like you know, we're, we're passionate about storytelling, so mm-hmm. it's uh, something we do regardless of how much money is in it or how little money there is in it often. Um, so it's just something we have passion for. So yeah, we're busy. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Was it really difficult to get funding to make World of Darkness? Or was it something that you sort of said, I want to make this documentary about this thing, and people are like, oh yeah, I remember that thing. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, well, we funded it ourselves, actually. Okay. Because um, it, is, it is kind of narrow. It's like mm-hmm. people don't know about it unless you've played it. But, but I, did, I, 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 and it was, you know, it was a hard time convincing the other partners in the company that this is something that, that should be done. And uh, so we, we bit the bullet and we did it. But I, I do say that when I met, met people just outside of this film doing other things and saying, you know, telling them what I was doing at the moment, I'm working on this vampire thing. And uh, they would go, oh, yeah, I know that. I know about that game. That was really cool. I, I remember an old colleague of mine who's a, head of communication somewhere. So I told him I was working on World of Darkness. He goes, oh, I used to play that game. I said, really? And he said, so good. That's going to, you know, those fans are so passionate. Mate, you know, got happy about that. So, yeah, it's difficult to fund. These things are difficult to fund. Film, filmmaking is difficult to fund. But, you know, uh, we, we really want to do this. So we just went ahead and did it. And uh, let's, hope, let's hope for my children's sake it brings home the bacon. <laughs> Well, I can tell you that I, I certainly appreciate it. And from the response that we saw to the screenings here at Whistler, uh, the fans and even the people that didn't know about it certainly appreciated it. So I, I expect you should do okay with this one. 
it's been yeah. really, really interesting to sort of see the people that, like you, have kind of worked, come out of the word work, because I've been telling everybody about this documentary since I saw it. I'm like, did you know this thing existed? It's amazing. And they're like, yeah, wait, yeah. how do you know about that? I'm like, well, you know, we played in high school. And they're like, oh, so did we. It's like, so all of these people that I had no idea, <laughs> it's this thing that's in our history. <laughs> so who knew? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. Yes. So thank you again for your time. I really, really appreciate it, Kevin. And uh, we'll be keeping track of the film, and we'll let our readers know when uh, it progresses into you know theaters or DVD or VOD or wherever it lands. Because uh, we're really excited to share this with more people. It's great. Cheers. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kevin.